Hello, and welcome to Objective Health. I'm your host, Doug. Uh, with me today are Elliot and Tiff. Hello. And today we are talking about medical tyranny, medical fascism, the medical police state. Are we all going to be forced at gunpoint to have vaccinations? You know, if you read some of the headlines, um, a lot of them were... Um, dire predictions are telling us that uh, the medical police state is right around the corner or indeed is already here. Um, and there's certainly a lot of support for that. A lot of the stories that you hear about some of the stuff the state has done to enforce particular medical things, procedures upon people. Um, medical or sorry, mandatory vaccination always seems to be holding like hanging over our heads. There's forced medication, psychoactive treatments with kids for chemotherapy on children. Um, at the same time, they a lot of times are withholding things, certain medical treatments like uh, medical marijuana or CBD. Um, you know, home births as well are things that, that kind of get in, like forbidden in some cases, forcing people to give birth in hospitals. A few years ago, there was the whole raw milk thing where there was uh, FDA agents, I think it was FDA agents, uh, armed to the teeth, like SWAT teams going in and confiscating raw milk, the dangerous, terrible threat to society known as raw milk. <laughs> and other parts of the world, you got the whole Tim Noakes controversy, and he's being prosecuted for giving dietary advice. There's Kratom, or Kratom, not sure how that's pronounced. But uh, people would like to be using that as a natural substance that can be used to get off of opiates. And, There's uh, also a uh, Facebook banning certain low carb groups and yeah. them, or uh, saying that they consider like any kind of anti-vaccination posts on Facebook to be fake news. So they're going to try yeah. and censoring that. So I would yeah. vote for the police state already being here. Yeah. Yeah. I think that well, a lot of people aren't aware of it yet, but yeah. I think it's here. And it's not just Facebook either. Amazon banned a whole bunch of things from Amazon Prime, the streaming service. They banned anything that was anti-vax. Mm -hmm. And Instagram has banned anything. I think Pinterest also banned any kind of anti-vax stuff from their platform. Um, one other therapy that, that um, is kind of withheld from people is IV vitamin C. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there's lots of them. There's tons of, of uh, medical therapies out there, um, natural remedies, that sort of thing that um, are held from people. You know, at, even if um, they aren't outright illegal, it's kind of like the access is so controlled that it, it's basically impossible. Yeah, so, even if they aren't outright illegal, I think people put so much faith and what their doctors say, and they see their doctors as absolute authorities. So mm -hmm. if you say that you wanted to try some IV vitamin C, for example, and you told your doctor about that, I mean, you can get a lot of pushback and a lot of negativity from your doctor. And they actively discourage like alternative treatments. And sometimes in some cases, they might even refuse to keep seeing you. you know, there's a lot of pediatricians who refuse to see children who do not get vaccinated. Mm -hmm. So if it's not mandated on a state level that certain therapies are being withheld from people, just the social pressure and the 
pressure from individual doctors can be a lot to make it seem like it's a medical tyranny because you don't really have any choice if you consider your doctor uh, an authority over you. It's very interesting, actually, as well, because there was a case of a, a trainee nurse. She was somewhere in the United States. Can't remember where it was. Um, and as part of the training, it was on the topic of basically providing people with vaccinations, immunizations. And um, during her training, basically the instructor who was kind of guiding them through it was advocating that what they should be doing is using threats um, and actually lying in, in some cases, using threats against people who were in the hospital and actually lying and telling them, for instance, one example was um, that they needed to have the vaccination. And if they didn't have the vaccination, they would immediately lose their um, Medicaid or health insurance cover and that they would be required to, to pay for the entire hosp hospital visit. And that was just false. That wasn't true. Mm. Um, and likewise, you know, as part of the, the training, it basically the, trying to teach these nurses to, to lie and to make threats to the public that they needed to have these vaccinations. Um, and so she questioned that, rightly so, um, because her kind of her logic was that we should not be lying or health professionals should not be in a position where they're forced to lie to people, but rather provide them with informed consent and actually build a relationship with the, with the average public. Mm -hmm. um, and so she was actually dismissed from that nursing school on the basis that she was apparently being oppositional and essentially questioning the authority. Um, and so she was last I don't know how that case actually progressed, but it turned out that she had a black mark against her name. So she was actually unable to train um, at any other nursing school. And so it seems that actually just simply the act of questioning authority, even in the context of professional training, where you would think that that was actually um, promoted in, mm. a, in a higher education kind of institution. Uh, it turns out that even, even in that context um they they come down quite hard on anyone who, mm -hmm. who who questions in any way yeah 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 it's kind of crazy um because i mean if they're if they're teaching nurses that in their nursing school you know basically it's not you know how is that really part of the curriculum like what you're teaching nurses you're teaching them to basically be policemen like enforcers um that you know it's it's their responsibility to enforce a particular medical procedure on people and to use things like coercion or threats or something like that like that's not nursing you know what i mean like i don't think anybody who has a desire to be a nurse is doing it because they want to have the power to force people to do a particular medical procedure like, you know, most people are going to go into nursing because they want to help people. They want to help people get well. You know, yeah. it just, it's so backward. Yeah, that that's correct. Um, but I think that a lot of the pressure from these hospitals comes from on high where they have certain quotas to fill or they have certain numbers or percentages of uh vaccine adherence that they have to fulfill at all times. So 
I guess you could say that sometimes the the instructors or the nurse managers are true believers in vaccination. I think a lot, a lot of times that's the case, but I think they're they have they're under pressure too as well to fulfill certain um, uh, standards, shall I say, as far as vaccination is concerned. Yeah, but it's the same thing, like you know with nurses and doctors, like there's been, you know, news stories over the last few years about nurses who refuse to take the flu shot every year. Mm-hmm. And if they don't take the flu shot, they are at risk of losing their jobs. Or if they don't take the flu shot, they have to wear a mask every day when they come to work, which is really just kind of like a scarlet letter saying, I don't believe in vaccination, whether or not that's the case. But I mean, yeah. 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 And it's crazy too, because yeah, it is like the scarlet letter basically, mm-hmm. you know, so how is the patient going to feel if they're fully indoctrinated into the, uh, <clears throat> you know, the vaccine narrative mm-hmm. and they see a nurse coming to work on them and they're, they're wearing a mask and it's like, wait a minute, they must not be uh, vaccinated or maybe they're sick or something like that. Yeah. I wouldn't want anybody working on me if I think they're sick. <laughs> yeah, totally. Especially if you're immune compromised in some way. Yeah, but it's not just vaccinations, you know. I mean, the mandatory vaccination thing is a, is a certainly like a hot button topic, um, because it seems like that is sort of like I said at the top of the show. It's kind of like a threat that's looming. It seems that all the time they're pushing more and more for this mandatory vaccination thing. And of course, anybody who's up to speed on the vaccination, uh, you know, information that's out there. And if you're not, we did a past show on uh, vaccination that uh, you should check out. But, um, you know, anybody who is kind of up to speed on that um, is at the very least questioning vaccines and questioning their safety, questioning their effectiveness, um, knows that the narrative that's being put out there doesn't really make sense. Um, You know, the idea that somehow unvaccinated people are a threat to vaccinated people. Whereas if vaccinations work the way they say they're supposed to work, that doesn't make any sense. But um, so, I mean, just the fact that there is this push, I think a lot of people are um, who are already naturally questioning this sort of thing. It it does. It's not helping at all. It's like, well, why are you forcing me to, you know, it was always a choice before it was always a choice. It's like, do I want to get vaccinated? Do I not want to get vaccinated? You know, weigh the pros and cons, the risks versus the benefits. And, you know, you make a decision based on that. And it was fine. Nobody was pressuring anybody else. But in the in the, the current climate, it's it's like it's there's such a strong push for it, and you just have to ask why. Why are people pushing so hard for these vaccines? Well, the another funny thing about it is that when it comes to abortion, there's always an argument: my body, my choice. But when it comes mm-hmm. to vaccines, <laughs> yeah, you, know, you can't say that. Yeah. But there was, uh, I mean, there's also other other things going on as well, like the um, mandatory uh, chemotherapy. And basically, there have been a number of cases, actually, where um, many of them are just um, are with children, you know, where the parents are kind of like, you know what, um, I don't want my kid to go through this chemotherapy thing. And then uh, the doctors will report them. Mm-hmm. And they get threatened with uh, child protective services taking their kids away, like it's some kind of child abuse or something like that to choose 
an alternative to chemotherapy. So it's kind of like the, there's this kind of medical fascism going on where there is only one option for mm -hmm. cancer treatment, and that is chemotherapy. And if you refuse that, um, you know, at this point, I think as an adult, you still have the option to be like, no, I'm not going to, uh, to do chemotherapy. I'm going to pursue other things. But if it's your child, then that's, that's considered child abuse. You're a neglectful parent because you're denying them the only treatment uh, available for cancer. Um, so there's, yeah, there's been a number of, of situations where um, uh, children have actually been removed from their parents and uh, forced to go through uh, chemotherapy. Well, you say it's only for children, but there was actually one case of an integrative or a physician who was claiming that a physician who was claiming that he was um, an integrative doctor hmm. practicing integrative medicine and um and one of his patients declined chemotherapy and so he actually reported them to the local authorities um now i don't know if the local authorities then had the kind of uh you know had had the rights to to actually take this guy and, and bring him back but there does seem to be a kind of meshing of the adult um how to say it it seems that it no longer is a is applicable merely to to minors but actually what they're trying to do now is is apply this to to everyone as in, even if you are an adult and take away the choice of what you do to your own body. Yeah. Um, so it seems as though if they had their way, then, then they would likely, there would be some kind of mandatory treatment and you get no say in it because you, you have to trust the authorities that they know better um, mm. and, and sit back and shut up. So yeah. to speak. Well, there was one case of a 17 year old girl. I was just looking for the article and I'm not seeing it at the moment, but there was a 17 year old girl who um, said, uh, no, I don't want to go through chemotherapy. I don't want to do that. You know, she, I think she had had a couple of treatments already and like it was really wearing her down and she just felt terrible and um, she wanted to pursue other treatments and her mother agreed with her. Mm -hmm. um, but then they didn't go to uh to the the next chemotherapy session and yeah the police were called and um they threatened to take her uh away i think that um i think that in that case she was actually not um she didn't have to go uh the, the court decided that uh, no she could make her own decisions um even though you know she was 17 so it's like right on the line, like uh, at, at 18, I guess you're, you're allowed to, uh, to make your own medical decisions. Mm -hmm. But uh, even in the case, she was under her mother's care and her mother agreed with her. And she still was, you know, the, the authorities uh, weren't happy with that. And, you know, she could have been taken away from her mother. And I that. think she actually was taken away. I think this. Oh, really? Cassandra Callender, uh, the girl who had Hodgkin's lymphoma. Yeah. So she, yeah. Yeah. She had a couple of treatments and she ran away from home and right. she didn't go up for her next chemo appointment and her, the hospital reported the mother to social services and they took the girl into custody. And I think the girl and her mother actually took the issue all the way up to Connecticut Supreme court, but they lost 
And I was looking for like follow up on that and I couldn't find anything on mm. the internet. Wow. There's there was case. another one, oh. one recently. Uh, there was a, a three-year-old boy named Noah McAdams and mm. he had lymphoblastic leukemia, leukemia and he got two rounds of chemo and he you know, had the really bad side effects and his parents decided they didn't want to do any more chemo. They wanted to try a more holistic approach and use cannabis. I don't know if it was CBD or if it was just, you know, the straight cannabis with the THC. So they ended up missing a chemo appointment too. And uh, I think this was in Tampa, Florida. So they went to Kentucky and the authorities tracked them down in Kentucky and brought them back to Tampa, Florida. And the grandmother was given custody. So I'm guessing maybe the grandmother didn't agree with their decision and she basically ratted them out and the authorities found them. So that case is actually still ongoing. Yeah. There was uh, the judge, I think. um, The judge said that the kid had to get the next round of chemo but that they could, they didn't dictate everything over the course of the, the three years of treatment. They said that he has to get the next one and that they could discuss with the doctors and come up with a plan for what they were going to do for the rest of the treatment. So it was kind of like, I, because the parents were kind of like, well, I guess that's kind of as good as it's going to get. Like they were kind of resigned to that. It was kind of like a compromise really. Well, what else are they going to do? If they're going to have their son taken away from them. I mean, what, what yeah. bigger threat is there to a parent? Yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Well, and speaking of, there was another case actually where um, the, um, there, was a, there was a little girl who uh, had, was having like 40 seizures a day. Her condition mm. was so bad. She was having so many seizures. And her parents um, started treating her with CBD oil. And they basically, she was still having seizures, but it was, it was like much less, like, you know, she would have like one a day kind of thing instead of the 40. So it was clearly helping a lot, but the doctors wanted to put her on a drug called, uh, Keppra. Um, and apparently it has a lot of side effects and is kind of crazy. Um, so they weren't really interested in doing that because the CBD oil was working so well. And again, um, they got reported. And there was a threat to actually more or less kidnap the child and force the Keppra treatment on her. And the parents would be charged with being negligent, et cetera. But that one actually, that I was confusing the two before. That's the one where actually it, it did have somewhat of a happy ending because um, there was a, a politician of some sort of judge or something like that who ruled that no um, the, if, if this treatment is working, then the parents are doing what they're supposed to do, looking after the child. So they're not, they're not uh, going to take her away and, for, and force this treatment. Yeah, in that yeah. case, uh, a state representative called the governor, and that's how they got uh, the Child Protective Services to stop harassing the parents. And the parents had a prescription from the neurologist they were seeing. I think it was hmm. a chiropractic neurologist. So they had a prescription for the CBD. It's not like they were you know, sourcing it illegally and just dosing her up. Right. I mean, not that I would have a problem with that either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Well, I think it was even, it's even legal in that state. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, they really didn't have any basis 
for for doing this. It really is just like a tyrannical kind of like authoritarian power trip more than anything else. Yeah. And you know, reading these cases too, it's like child protective services seems like they seem dangerous to be perfectly honest. Like the oh, idea that they can just like totally Yeah. Yeah. Like I mean the fact that they can just like arbitrarily decide that uh you know you're not doing the best thing for your child so they can come in and take it. Like that's that's scary. That's really scary, especially considering like how twisted the mainstream perspective on everything is in regards mm -hmm. to medicine, food, all those sorts of things. The idea that you can kind of look at what the herd is doing and say, you know what, I don't think that's right. Uh, I'm going to do things differently. And they're going to be like, no, you can't because that uh, you're abusing your child if you don't do what we say. That's, that's terrifying, actually. Yeah, I would consider child protective services to be the enforcement arm of the medical police state. Yeah. Yeah. It's really terrifying. But here's a question. Okay, since we're talking about kids, let me put this out there. A little bit of a devil's advocate position here. So, what? okay, so Child Protective Services coming in and they take your kid away. And we're looking at, so far, we're looking at cases where, to us, it seems completely unjustified. Okay, but what about a case where what you see in the headlines a lot lately are parents who are feeding their kids a vegan diet? Mm -hmm. And these kids are like, you know, malnourished, dying in some cases, or at least getting sick. You know, they're talking about severe malnutrition on these parents, uh, sorry, on, on the, these kids. Like, in those kinds of situations, like, on the one hand, it's kind of like, I'm thinking like, okay, mandatory vaccinations, chemotherapy, forcing uh, psychoactive drugs on your kids, you know, withholding uh, CBD, medical marijuana, raw milk, kratom, whatever the case, like those things seem like the state is completely unjustified because I know that these, I know the truth about these, these uh, medical interventions. But in the case of like a vegan parent who really honestly thinks that they are doing the right thing for their kid, they're kind of like, I'm not going to poison my kid with animal products. I'm going to feed my kid nothing but raw uh, fruits and vegetables. And that's it. And my kid is going to be the healthiest kid on the face of the planet. Okay, so they're deluded, right? Like they're insane. But then in those situations, it's kind of like I'm thinking, well, yeah, I want Child Protective Services to go in there and get that kid. And like, let's get that kid some nutrition and like feed that kid properly. So this is where I get kind of torn on the whole thing. Because on the one hand, it's kind of like you could somebody could call me a total hypocrite because really it's like, oh, so the medical stuff that you agree with, it's, it's okay to go in and take the kids away. But in the medical stuff that you don't agree with, it's not. Yeah, you've definitely opened up a can of worms there. Yeah. <laughs> that's a very, that's a very difficult, that's a highly nuanced question there. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, I, I feel in a similar way, but then the question is who gets to make that decision? Right. Because the parents may love the child sincerely, you know, they may, as you said, be deluded, but their best interests are with the child's health. Mm -hmm. Um, but how do you go about, I mean, with these people, it's very difficult to educate them if their belief is kind of set. Where do you draw the line? And, and 
is there a way of measuring that physically you know could you realistically do some testing have mandatory nutrient testing or whatever Mm. test their b12 test their folate all of these kinds of things monitor their um maybe you could kind of this is just very hypothetical perhaps setting up some kind of um foundation or kind of health program for children of um plant-based families whereby they could go for kind of regular checkups and Mm. so you know they weren't going to take the children off them this is just off the top of my head they won't take the children off them but kind of make the may emphasize the point that if that child is displaying clear evidence of nutrient insufficiency and malnutrition due to their diet then then the parents must comply in mm. terms of kind of propping up that niche nutrition in a, in a more reliable way um so you could run kind of like the fat soluble vitamins b12 and actually check their kind of bmi growth and development and education levels against the average child mm. and kind of measure that way as a compromise so yeah. Kind of take the child off off the family, but you would kind of say, "Look, okay, if we have clear evidence that they are ill, then surely, if you you know, if your concerns are with the best interest of of the child, then you will comply with actually feeding them a proper diet." What do you yeah. think about that? I, I I think that it it is. I do think that that's a pretty pretty good compromise. My problem is is this is that um, essentially it is still kind of deferring to an authority um, about how to raise your kids more or less. And um, that's, that's where I'm torn because I mean, it, see, this wouldn't be an issue if, you know, the authorities actually kind of knew what they were doing and had an understanding of what um, real nutrition is and what should be seen and what, what a proper diet is and all that kind of stuff. And we all know that they don't, right? Like, the, the mainstream perspective on all this kind of stuff, everything that we're talking about is completely backward. Yeah. So, you know, having any kind of uh, authority in this case is just like, I, th- I think in an ideal world, what you're laying out is a great idea, Elliot. I think that that's, that that's actually perfect because, you know, the person has the freedom to feed their kids like what they want to feed them, but there's somebody keeping an eye on things, you know, to make sure that these kids are okay and, and, and that sort of thing. And like, I don't necessarily see anything wrong with that. Um, but the problem is just like, you know, those, those kinds of things get out of control really quickly. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, those same bodies would probably be checking it that the kids are getting all their vaccinations, you know, and they make sure that they're getting their, their, you know, five servings of bread a day or something like that. Like all these different things that I, I would certainly object to. Um, and, you know, it, if, if they don't have any power to enforce anything, like if they said, we noted that your child is not getting their five servings of bread a day, and I can read that and go, well, thanks for the tip. I don't agree, so I'm not going to do anything. But then what's, you know, then if there's no power to enforce anything, then vegan parents are just going to be like, no, it's okay. My child yeah. doesn't need meat. Um, so anyway, it just, it, it, it kind of seems... It's a very sticky situation is basically what it is. How about without the power to enforce? Now, this is very hypothetical, right? but without the power to enforce. So just as an education to basically, you know, have like a screening option where children could 
you know, parents could take their children, but there was no kind of legal authority that that the authorities could do anything about it, Mm. but rather just to show, okay, do you understand that that the diet is actually, you know, your your child is B12 deficient? Right. You know, I I don't know. You're that, that, that's great. But um, then it kind of relies on the idea that the, the parents are reasonable and are yeah. not completely ideologically possessed. And then they might be just be also- saying like, like, you know, oh, well, Vegan Gaines told me that uh, my kid, I, I can feed my kid spirulina and he gets all the B12 that he needs. Yeah. Okay. And, and also there's, if there's that, there's, if there's not that authority involved, um, then how are they going to make it obligatory to take the child? You know, if, if they are kind of ideologically possessed, they'll just choose not to go. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, exactly. Okay, exactly. Yeah. that's that's a conundrum. Yeah, it really is, and it's it, it's it's really tricky, and it, it's kind of like as I was reading this stuff about you know all the things that I really do disagree with, like mandatory vaccination or forcing of drugs or whatever the case may may be, and I'm thinking about it from the other perspective, right? Like the people, like these people who are threatening to take kids away because um, they don't want chemotherapy. I mean, quite likely the people who are doing this actually do think that these parents are negligent, actually do think that these parents are endangering the life of this child by not undergoing this medical treatment because they don't believe that anything exists other than this medical treatment. So if you're refusing that medical treatment because you're a crazy hippie and you want to try like, you know, taking them out in the forest and eating plants, it's like... I can see why they would be like, no, you are endangering that child. We, we have to do something about this and call the police because I can see totally doing that in a case where there was like a, a, a somebody who's feeding their kid a raw vegan diet where it's obvious that the kid is malnourished and like that kid, that the kid is in danger. So it's just kind of like, I, do, I don't know. I don't know where I fall in this. I honestly don't like, um, you know, medical police state. Yeah. Bad, of course. But Where's the line? I, I would draw the line barring any kind of government intervention into people raising their children. Yeah. Except in the most extreme cases of neglect and abuse that are you know, quite obvious to everyone who would happen to examine the case. Because if, if you consider... Um, like say you have a child and you want to feed them a total carnivore diet and say that there was some authority who took issue with that, you know, that would be problematic as well. I don't think that everyone can be saved. And I know this sounds kind of cruel, but you know, everyone has free will. Parents have the right to raise their children as they see fit and not everyone is going to agree with all of their choices And I think that you have to allow for the fact that not everyone is going to do things that are 100% towards the betterment of their health. Sometimes people are going Mm -hmm. to be hurt by their choices. Sometimes people are going to die. Sometimes children are going to be hurt and sometimes children are going to die. But I don't think that, I think that the laws have to be as, uh, as, the least restrictive laws possible that will save the most people as possible. Mm. And there are going to be some people who cannot be saved by that yeah. law. It, it's, it's not a very nice idea, of course, 
but actually, you know, thinking, taking kind of a 30,000 feet bird's eye view of that scenario, if there were vegan children to actually die of malnourishment and that got out, um, it might save more children in the future. Yeah. You know, so <clears throat> I guess, yeah. I can see your point, Tiff. I definitely yeah. do. And I definitely don't disagree with you either because, I mean, the fact of the matter is if you give the state the power to have these kinds of interventions, it's going to get abused. It's yeah. as simple as that. And, you know, worrying about where to draw the line, like maybe maybe you're right. And, I, you know, on the one hand, it, it, it's kind of like, yeah, of course, the government should not be interfering with how somebody raises their child like that on almost everything. I'm like, that's kind of how I feel a hundred percent. You know, if somebody wants to homeschool their kid and teach them all about flat earth theory, that's the way it is. Hopefully that kid is going to get out there and maybe, you know, in the wider world and learn that maybe their parents were wrong. It's just the vegan thing. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of torn <laughs> on it. I really am. Yeah. The, the, uh, also, Tiff, with what you said, I I I question where do where do we draw the line in terms of where is the cutoff point for extreme neglect and abuse? Mm. Because extreme neglect and abuse, someone could class putting a child on a purely carnivorous diet as extreme abuse. Yeah. That's know, always going to be the problem because who's going to make those decisions? Exactly. The last, as Jordan Peterson says, it's the last person you want making those decisions. Yeah. And especially if they want to be making those decisions. Yeah. I mean, we assume that the authority figures are the best and the brightest, but I mean, let's face it, they're just people just like everybody else. They have their biases and whatever education that they have, but they're human beings and they're flawed. And uh, I would still prefer to make those decisions for myself. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess you have to give people the freedom to make these kinds of mistakes. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. But I mean, what you were saying earlier, Elliot, that, you know, if children died of, you know, vegan diets and that got out, then maybe it would influence other people. I mean, but the fact is you see, you see those headlines like fairly consistently now. It, it does seem like they, they come out with some regularity that, you know, different parents are in court because they malnourish their children and it's considered like child abuse and things like that. I mean, I guess on the one hand you can try and educate parents in some way. I mean, but within, you know, you're getting awfully close to the idea that you need a license to have children. Mm -hmm. It's like, you got to go through like education camps to learn how to raise kids or something like that. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a sticky situation. I don't know if there's one good answer for it, but I still yeah. would err on the side of being more uh, libertarian in this yeah. case. Mm -hmm. Yeah, keeping in mind individual rights over societal kind of group rights. Yeah, yeah because when you start getting, when you start sacrificing individual rights for the better of the group, then it seems that the group suffers 
you know, when those individual rights go, even though it sounds really, you know, it's a lofty idea and it's going to work in theory, you're setting the stage for something potentially a lot worse further down the line. Mm. And, but, 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 but the, the choice to, to kind of preserve those individual rights, as you rightly said, Tiff, is less pretty because yeah. there is generally more kind of suffering on an individual level because people have the choice to make really bad choices and cause like suffering to their loved ones in their immediate environment and thing. But actually on a kind of wider scale, um, I think it would be better for people to, you know, as a whole to have their individual rights respected. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, yeah. it's a difficult topic. Yeah, it is. Because on the one hand, I agree with everything you guys are saying. But um, I guess what, yeah, the the one question that you brought up, Elliot, is like, you know, where is the line? Like, at what point is it okay for the state to step in because there's neglect or abuse going on? At what point is that the case? I mean, you know, you can, a kid can probably survive for a long time on a vegan diet, but they're going to be on a downward trajectory. At what point do you step in and say, okay, enough is enough? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. I honestly don't. I mean, yeah, you know, where where's the line? Like if a kid was, you know, sleeping on the floor and never given a bath, you know, Child Protective Services would be in there and be like, no, you can't raise your kids this way. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. If you can feed them a vegan diet, like they can, they can have like permanent uh, – Debility from not getting the right kind of nourishment at mm-hmm. the the times that they need it. So I don't I don't know the answer. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, even outside of the realm of veganism, there are cases of extreme abuse and neglect that child protective services doesn't catch. I mean, there's laws against abusing and neglecting your children, keeping them in filthy environments, beating them, locking them in cages. I mean, stories come out about that like every once in a while. I think there was that family in California where they had the kids like locked in closets or something for years and years and it just came out and nobody knew about it. I mean, there are some things that are going to fly under the radar at all times. So, yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, and it's I don't know. Like I say, I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know the answer on this one because I I think it's, it's very easy to see it from this kind of perspective. That's, you know, the, the libertarian kind of um, freedom is the most important thing perspective Mm -hmm. where, you know, and that's, that's the kind of the angle that um, a lot of these people who are arguing about, um, the infringement of government into their lives, the the coming um, medical police state, essentially. Um, that's generally where they're coming from. You know, it's that it's that kind of thing. Like, you know, the, the, that that freedom is the most important thing. And I agree with that. I really do. Like, um, it's just I don't know. I think maybe I'm still a bit of a soy boy liberal in some way, and um, I do think that that there are certain situations where there needs to be some, some, because there's a lot of stupid people out there. I mean, let's be honest. And the fact of the matter is that the kids 
shouldn't be suffering because their parents are completely ideologically possessed. I mean, on the other hand, you could look at it that, you know, we could argue that the people who are following the, the, the mainstream narrative and getting the entire vaccine schedule and pumping their kid through full of psychoactive drugs and um, whatever else, you know, that they're abusing their kids. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, that can cause, you know, permanent disability. It can, yeah. you know, it, it, yeah. it, it can trigger immediate death. Yeah. Um, and that's out of ignorance. So, yeah, wet, you know, it's difficult to define something like that, um, especially when you have such controversial views as we do on this show, yeah. uh, is that I'm sure probably 99% of people would claim that what we advocate is abuse. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there are many different perspectives on this, surely. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I think like say the the parents who follow the the vaccine guidelines, who feed their children the standard American diet, who if their child comes down with cancer, they give them chemotherapy and radiation. Like if we were in a position of authority, would we take that child away from that parent, put them in a house, follows a carnivore diet? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, looked at it that no. way, it just seems completely ridiculous ridiculous but those parents are just as ideologically possessed as the vegan parents yeah that's true that's true (laughs) yeah well and that makes me definitely come down more on the side of the freedom to do whatever you're going to do argument and perhaps in the big scheme of things as well you know perhaps in the big scheme of things lessons are to be learned and whilst you can try to interject into other people's lives and to some extent you know people I agree, Doug, people are stupid. Mm. They kind of need to be guided in some way. But when you live in a world where that guiding force is working against humanity, then it's like, how else are you going to realistically um, maneuver around that mm. other than to, to completely, you know, take into go, go the whole libertarian yeah. Um, perspective, you know, I think that in, in a world like our own, and if we had benign leaders and a b- benign authority kind of thing who had our best interest at heart, then I think that, you know, state intervention would be a good idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ultimately, that's an idealistic fantasy. Yeah. But in the, in the, in the, in the big, in the big scheme of things, you know, on, on this kind of in this life, perhaps, I mean, perhaps. People need to suffer, and perhaps part of that suffering is to be born into a family and go on a vegan diet and then get really sick and then kind of learn from that. And I'm, mm-hmm. that's taking a very kind of philosophical perspective. It's not very mm-hmm. nuts and bolts reality, but perhaps on some level that's what needs to be done. You know, yeah. you, like you can't save these people. You just It's just reality. Unfortunately, it's a horrible place. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I do agree. I, I do. Um, it's um, it's 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 hard for me to go there. <laughs> I think that, but I think ultimately I, you're right. I think that the bigger issue is protecting people from the police state versus letting them do whatever they want to do. I think you're probably right. 
Yeah, I think that people being forced to undergo certain medical procedures is more harmful than just letting people do whatever they want to do because when you have the state involved in SWAT teams are called like this woman in Detroit, Marianne Godbodo? Godolo? Yeah, uh, she had a 12-hour standoff with the police because she didn't want her daughter, who was injured by vaccines and started displaying some kind of behavioral problems. She didn't want her daughter to start taking Risperdal, which is an antipsychotic medication. So the SWAT team was called, and there are people out there like sitting behind trees, like she was a terrorist or something, had their guns pulled, and they actually uh, took her daughter away from her. She was given a bond of $500,000 uh, eventually, she ended up winning the case, but the prosecutor kept going after her. It was very vindictive. They like took her to court four times, and they filed a fifth lawsuit against her. So obviously, this prosecutor had an axe to grind with her. And I think that things like that are more problematical than you know whether somebody lets their kid eat a vegan diet. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I think that the the you know bringing it a bit more down to earth the. Um, the cases where people are just so ideologically, I mean, most people have some common sense, like, you know, despite the fact that I just said that people are stupid, but (laughs) there are a lot of people out there. um, I I think most people do have some common sense. Um, And I think that you're right that the, like the infringing um, police state actions are more of a danger to people in general than uh, individual kind of vegan um, or whatever, whatever the case may be, people who are doing kind of stupid, harmful things to their kids. Yeah. Yeah, because there are certainly a lot of uh, examples of this kind of medical police state coming in. You know, we mentioned mentioned the mandatory vaccination thing a couple of times, but uh, the, the whole thing with the measles that just went down in New York State was kind of scary. I mean, they were basically, uh, you weren't allowed, what was it? You weren't allowed out in public or something like that if you hadn't been vaccinated or you weren't allowed into public spaces. Yeah, like schools or malls or churches or something. Who, who's yeah. going to report you? Yeah. Well, how are they going to know? Yeah, that's another thing that uh, makes this issue loom very large. It's like, it's going to come down to people riding on each other exactly. in order to force these things. Exactly. It's Stasi tactics, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, but everybody is, is going to be kind of reporting on each other different things like, oh, my neighbor, I, I'm, I suspect my neighbor hasn't been vaccinated. Or, <laughs> you know, I suspect that my, um, my um, sister isn't feeding her child enough vegetables or something <laughs> along those lines, right? Like, it's, it's just, it, eventually it will, it's going to get to that point, right? Because I mean, that's, that's the way that they enforce it. Like you can see that with the whole vaccine thing that they have got the public so terrified of unvaccinated people that they will, you know, stab each other in the back to try and like report each other for this kind of thing, which is, which is insane. Like, honestly, uh, the idea that um, your unvaccinated child is a threat to my vaccinated child is just so stupid on it, on the face of it but that the people are so worked up that they would report that kid. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know what, 
what a person can do to protect themselves from becoming a, a victim of the medical police state aside from staying as far away from doctors as you can because once you get the system they have kind of have you by the short hairs so to speak and if you refuse to comply with whatever treatments that they recommend then you're actually kind of making yourself into a target i mean that's the only uh that's the only deterrent that i can think of is just stay as far away from these people as possible yeah well it it's it's hard yeah because now they have electronic medical records and yeah you're gonna have these records travel with you they're already talking about having like uh microchips implanted into people that has all their medical information on there so it's going to become more and more difficult to stay out of the system if you don't want to be in it yeah especially if there's like some kind of medical emergency mm -hmm. um you know or not even a medical emergency like a hyped up medical emergency you know as we just saw with this whole measles thing and like you know say the zika virus right a couple of uh years ago now when that was like you know, every headline was about Zika, this threat of Zika, you know, the mosquitoes are going to bite you and they're going to give you Zika and everybody was freaking out and it turned out to be nothing. Mm -hmm. But say they had a Zika vaccine, right? And they're giving everybody these vaccinations and you're smart enough to go, well, this doesn't sound like a good thing. So you don't get the, the vaccine, but you know, then you don't have the information on your electronic thing that says that you have been vaccinated. And so at that point, it's kind of like if they were kind of enforcing vaccinations that you have to get them, mm -hmm. then um, it's basically a manhunt at that point and they're, they're hunting you down. I mean, you can do things like, you know, don't enroll your kids in school and homeschool them, mm -hmm. which, you know, that's not exactly practical for a lot of people, although it's a good idea for many reasons. But, um, uh, you know, and kids get sick, right? Like, I mean, you, you can't just like decide never to go to take your kids to the doctor. Like that's negligent in and of itself. Mm -hmm. So it's tough, man. Honestly, I do not envy people with kids at this stage no. in human history, you know, <laughs> honestly, like, you know, having, having kids right now and wanting to raise them in the right way. It's like, you got your work cut out for you. You really yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. And now they even have, or they're talking about having um, microchipped drugs where if you swallow them, your doctor will be able to know if you're taking your medicine or not. <laughs> yeah. I think those exist already. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So, like, if, the, if your teacher decides, uh, if, you, if your kid's teacher decides that, um, you know, your kid acts up too much. Yeah. And then they send them to some, you know, doctor who says that he, uh, he's got ADHD and he needs to take this medication. And you don't want to give your kid this medication because it's mind altering medication, you know, that's going to affect your kid. And, but you know, they've got microchip medication to make sure that he takes it. <laughs> like, you, you can't escape this stuff at this point, you know, it's actually, it's insane. You know, when I was a kid, if you didn't want to do something, there was ways around it, right? Like if, if uh, what you wanted 
fundamentally disagreed with what um, the state wanted you to do, in many cases, you could get around that. Um, but now, it's getting harder and harder all the time. I think that in Australia, their National Health and Medical Research Council, they are considering making it uh, mandatory for parents who have kids who are diagnosed with ADD or ADHD. If they don't uh, take the doctor's prescribed drug treatments for that condition, then they will have to, you know, have a, a child protective services case open on them. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. I'm always surprised at Australia, actually. Yeah. They seem to like, they seem to kind of want to win the race towards the ultimate police state. Yeah, they do. Kind of like, I always thought that they were pretty laid back people and, you know, kind of cool with stuff and had a live or let live, live and let live kind of attitude. But I always see these headlines about them implementing like straight up Nazi Germany type tactics on people and like, mandatory vaccination it's like they're always taking what all the other countries are doing and like going like going there first or mm -hmm. going above and beyond what the other countries seem to be doing which is it's just weird i never thought that australia was like that but it kind of seems like there's a lot of vegans in australia too it seems oh yeah so I didn't know that. yeah maybe that's a part of it who knows oh, maybe <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've gone a long way in terms of uh, like outlawing nutritional supplements and that kind of stuff as well. They've made it very difficult for any practicing doctor to prescribe anything other than a drug. I think actually they were trying to ban homeopathy as well, like <laughs> saying that it was like against the law to practice homeopathy. Against like, the law. <laughs> yeah, like they, they just go above and beyond, like they take it to the next level. Um, yeah. And it's just bizarre because Australia is like <laughs> the other side of the world. And yeah. they, and it only comes out every now and again. It's like you don't hear anything. And then all of a sudden, they <laughs> <laughs> major. Um, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's very strange that is indeed. Yeah. Um, but aside from, from you know, the topic of our show is you know, medical, essentially medical terrorism, you know, but, um, but essentially the, it seems that to have a child on every single front these days, like aside from just the health stuff, like we know of all the toxins, like we talk about on this show, you've got the glyphosate, you've got the GMOs, you've got all of the sugar and the processed crap that, that they're, you know, fed on a daily basis. But then you've got things like the EMF. Then you've got like the education system, which is crumbling yeah. whereby they've actually, you know, the education is, going downhill by the day and actually children who are answering like logical answers to questions mm -hmm. uh, are being uh, like penalized because they haven't um, done the, the working out for the question in the correct way, which is actually a lot yeah. slower. Clearly the kids just worked out in his head. Yeah. He's done it. And then they're actually penalized for that. It seems that there's like an active dumbing down whether it's conscious and intentional or not conscious, I don't know, but it seems like there's a dumbing down in the education system. You've, you've got, I mean, you've got practically every, every aspect of that whole thing really makes it difficult for any parent who is, has alternative views in any way to bring up a child in our modern world mm -hmm. with, the, with the media, with the ideas, with the fashion, with the music. I mean, with all of it, it seems like the world that we are now moving into 
is almost like a satanic hellhole. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't use yeah. that phrase lightly. <laughs> I can't think. Um, yeah, and I really sympathize with parents because some of them really try to do their best. But it seems as though in the next couple of years, it's it's going to make it very, very, very difficult for anyone to bring up a healthy child. And yeah. that's not only physically, but that's emotionally, psychologically as well. Yeah. Um, and it's the children who are really suffering in today's day and age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Especially these kids who come up in the era of social media and that's all that they know and they oh never yeah. live yeah. any other way. I shudder to think what these children are going to be like when they turn you know, 18 or become adults. Did Just you ever see Idiocracy? Yes, I did. I mean, it's a gigantic social experiment that we're running here. And in some ways, I'm curious to see how this will turn out, but I know it's just going to be a train wreck. Well, (laughs) on that happy note, yeah, um, (laughs) we're all doomed, folks. Uh, That's it for this week. (laughs) (laughs) Well, did you guys want to talk about anything else at all? I was going to just wrap it up, but. Well, speaking of uh, trying to protect your kids from uh, all the social ills and the medical tyranny, there was one case where (laughs) uh, I think it was a, a teenage boy who did not want to uh, get chemotherapy. Let me see if I can find it. Anyway, he and his mother ended up running away to Mexico and they haven't been heard of since. Oh, so, really? Yeah. If you're, uh, I think it was Daniel Hauser, and his case was in 2009. So he had uh, Hodgkin lymphoma too. And uh, they skipped town and they headed to Mexico. And I was trying to find more information about him, and there's nothing. Mm. So <laughs> I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I mean, you're really, really serious about having a family and you want to bring them up in a traditional way, you might have to just get off the grid. Yeah. Run, run to Mexico, run for the border. (laughs) Well, honestly, like, you know, it's, it would be something to consider for me anyway. (laughs) I would, I would think about it, you know, find a medical tourism hot spot where you can get the therapy that you kind of actually agree with. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. 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 So that's all I got. <laughs> Me too. All right. Well, I guess that is our show for today. Uh, everybody make sure to like, and subscribe down below. Um, give us a thumbs up and we will be back soon with another uh health topic thanks a lot for joining us and we'll see you next time see ya bye